Hey, fanboy nation. This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy nation. God, I assume Tom. Today, I have a pleasure of speaking with a man who's living the American dream that every immigrant wishes they could. Karin Sony, how are you today? I mean, we've met you for Deadpool. Oh, we've my been, God. You know, you're living the American dream, man. You know, Deadpool, Miracle Workers, and now we're talking about other space. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. Yeah. I'm sleep like a baby tonight because I don't look at my story in this way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you left India at 17 years old to come to USC to to make it as an actor. Not very 18, many people. Actually, What's that? Yeah, that's true. I was 18. Oh, okay. um, but yes, I, yes, but I did. I know. It's really crazy. I, you know, when I showed up, I was only coming to go to school. And then one thing led to the other. And now here I am, which is really wild. Yeah. Your, your story is similar to my dad's because he left Iran at 17 to come to the United States to become an engineer. So, you know, initially the goal was to go to school and then things happened over there that, you know, we ended up staying. But, uh, you know, acting is... My dad is an engineer as well. Dude, everybody in Asia is either an engineer, some sort of sciences, law, business, <laughs> and then we get laughed at for going into the arts until you make it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You really have to make it before they're not embarrassed about what you do. <laughs> You know, well, you've made it, and now we're revisiting a series five years later that was originally in, on Yahoo that's coming to dust on August 1st. Yes, it's really exciting because, um, you know, a part of you is like, well, that thing that you put a lot of work into and that you were really passionate about, it didn't maybe work out in a way where we didn't get a second season, but now to get the email out of a blue that, you know, it was going to be on dust and that we were going to get to promote it again. And there was going to be a whole group of people who hadn't seen it who would get to see it. It's really exciting. You know, I finally got to see it five years later. I love how straight everyone oh, plays wow. the insanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a talking robot. So, you know, <laughs> there's a talking robot running around and you got to just, you know, just uh, roll with it or you'll go crazy. Um, yeah. I love the show so much. Like, um, I, um, there's such, I feel like it's getting fewer and fewer shows that are comedies are just comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, cause so many shows are now like comedies, but they also say something about the world, and, which is great. But I miss like just a show that just makes you laugh. Right. And I remember every single script when we read it at the table read, there would be huge laughter. And, and, you know, we're a lot of us are sci-fi fans who worked on the show. And a lot of times when you're in comedy, you don't really, comedy and sci-fi don't really come together that much because sci-fi is so much like, you know, Star Wars and epic stories and very serious, like, you know, family melodrama and stuff in, in between that. But with this, it was just like so much material to mine from how funny and silly this world can be. Um, and, you know, that was really, really fun, like getting to go to a costume fitting and get fitted for a space suit and all these things that as a comedy actor, you're usually like, I don't think I'm going to be in that world. And you're like, I'm in this world. It's amazing. Right. And you guys beat, uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane to it because, you know, he did his own take on Star Trek with the Orville, but you guys were ahead of the game. Yeah, we were, but you know, he's on, I don't know, season seven or something. (laughs) I think he's doing fine. Um, but with as funny as this series is, are you going to get a season two? 
We don't know. I think it depends. I think uh, everyone really wants to do it. Um, and I think it depends on, you know, if um, it depends on Paul, like where he tries to set it up and how he tries to do it. But I think the first step to that is, you know, to make it available for people to watch again. Um, it's such an interesting question because nowadays it feels like no show is ever canceled and <laughs> anything can come back. So um, I'm always hopeful. I would love to personally do it again. But, uh, you know, either way, it was a great experience when we got to do it the first time. Well, I mean, you know, the, when the show came on initially, it was all up and comers. You, uh, Beth Ruse, uh, Eugene uh, Cordero, uh, Milana, you know, yeah. Neil Casey. And now all of you have made it in one sense yeah. or another. And then two of you are Marvel superheroes. Yeah. You and Milana are sitting there. You're in Deadpool and she's Squirrel Girl. Yeah, I know. It's really crazy. <laughs> it's really exciting because, you know, um, but yeah, when we all did it, it was one of the biggest jobs if I'm not mistaken, because, uh, you know, to get to be a series regular on a show that Paul Fee created, it was really exciting for everyone. And and um, to now see everyone sort of go off and do their own thing in an industry that's very competitive and scary is really, really cool. And I think all the more reason to bring the show back um, for more seasons. Well, I, after watching watching this season, I was like, oh, my God, if I had known this was on five years ago, I would have campaigned for it. Yeah, you know, um, just, just to stick around. You know, I will say, like, a lot of people do come up to me about this show, um, way more than you would think for something that was on Yahoo. I think the big thing was, one, that people were fans of Paul, and Paul really promoted it when it first came out. And I think the other thing was that at the time, Yahoo did Community. They brought back Community for a sixth season, I believe. And um, they played the ads for this, I guess, during those episodes or something. And a lot of community fans ended up watching the show and that's like an amazing fandom. And, and, but it's really now exciting to be like, like for yourself and the other journalists I've spoken to who all were like, Oh yeah, last night I thought I was going to watch one episode, then I watched the whole thing. And I was like, wow, that's great. Yeah. Um, so it's really exciting and I'm grateful that we're getting to do more press for it. And cause clearly there's a lot of people that haven't seen it. You know? Oh yeah, it turned into a four-hour binge fest, and I I don't like sitting there watching more than two episodes at once. But this was one of those seasons where you're like, no, I got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like it's just an easy to digest show and very fun and silly and great. Yeah. What's it like revisiting Stuart five years after the fact? I mean, you've come along so far as has everybody else. Is there something in it when you go back and watch and you're like? Uh, you know, I wasn't as seasoned. I was still very green over here, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I feel like when I signed on for, or when I not even signed on, that makes it seem like they just handed it to me. When I auditioned and I ended up getting the job, I remember it was the first time I had been first on the call sheet. Since then, I've had one or two other opportunities where I've gotten to be first on the call sheet. And basically, that just means that you have the most scenes, the most lines, the most hours you have to work. And, um, I honestly, because I had not had that experience before, given that chance, I underestimated how much work it is to be in every scene. And, you know, on this show, originally we shot uh, 14, 15 hours almost every day, and then five days a week. And then towards the end of the season, we did six-day weeks, so we would work Monday through Saturday for, like, 14 hours a day. And, and it was one of those where I was like, oh, my God, I really <laughs> didn't realize how much work it was. And so I definitely felt in the beginning just preparation-wise, I was underprepared for myself. Um, I felt like I was catching up, but hopefully I pulled it off on screen. But if we ever did it again or since then when I played a lead or anything again, 
it's the show has really taught me like how much time I have to spend preparing and how I have to get rid of my social life <laughs> because um, any moment of sleep you can get is, you know, the thing to do, um, which is, you know, I tried to like on the weekends do stuff with my friends and I was like, I'm a shell of a human being. <laughs> this is not working out. Um, but the show really like, you know, really forced me to be like, what is my work ethic? How hard am I willing to work on this? What am I willing to sacrifice in my life outside to make sure I do a good job? And, and, um, when I watch the show, that's really all I think of is how naive I was before I signed on to do this thing and how quickly after those two months, I was like, Oh my, this is like the work ethic that is required to be a lead. And, and, uh, now I know it and, and I know how to prepare for it every time that opportunity comes back. So I'm really grateful for you know, that part of the show. Well, it's not like you've been lazy. I mean, both Deadpool movies, you've had miracle workers like a boss and a million other things going on. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been really nice. It's just, uh, with all this with like Deadpool, for example, like, you know, we shoot like half a page a day of a script on those kind of movies because they have so much more money. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, doing something like this, like this show, I think we did eight to nine pages of dialogue a day. Mm-hmm. And we were all in every scene because, you know, we're on a spaceship, so you don't really have, you know, we have Dave Franco and a few other like amazing guest stars, but for the most part, everyone is in every scene and, and I think, um, you know, a lot of us were like, oh, my God, this is <laughs> a lot more work than we thought it was going to be. But once you get in the flow of it, it becomes really addictive and fun. Um, and especially when the writing is really good. Each episode, you're like, oh, my God, this episode, I'm having a sex dream about an alien. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> and so um, it's really different from those bigger movies and jobs. But it's um, a lot more fun in some ways because every day you're getting to do, like, 10 crazy things. Where, like, on a Deadpool, like, about something, you're like, which way we're shooting this one scene the whole day, and that's it. Um, this, you're like, we're doing, like, a hundred things today, which is really fun. Um, well, but, yeah. Well, the last time I laughed this hard in a science fiction movie was Galaxy Quest. So, you guys did something right. Yes. So, I recently watched Galaxy Quest for the first time. Um, and it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, like, for when it was made so innovative and so clever and the cast is amazing and um i didn't grow up in america like you know so it, that movie never really crossed over um mm-hmm. to india and um i feel like if i had that, like grown up here that would be like a movie that i would have watched like a hundred times um so it's probably for the best because i would have probably like been too nervous for my other space audition to be like oh this is the closest i'll get to galaxy <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love that movie. I think they were trying to make that a TV show. I don't know what happened to that, but, um, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get another season of, uh, other space and we'll get to have some more fun with that. Um, you know, time jump yeah. five, six years into the future. Uh, I'm sure your parents would be thrilled yeah. if there was a Bollywood segment at some point. Yes. And I think Paul <laughs> would be thrilled too, because. He loves Bollywood. I don't know if this is public knowledge, um, but Paul loves Bollywood. Uh, he got into it because of his wife, who's a big fan. And I've actually met some Bollywood royalty through Paul. Because um, now, through Twitter, he's befriended a lot of Bollywood actors because, you know, they see that he has a lot of followers and they know his movies, and so they start DMing him. And so anytime they come to L.A., a lot of times he'll have them over for dinner and stuff, and he started inviting me to a few of these things. And... And I've been like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm meeting these people. Um, but, yes, I think Paul would love that, and my parents would love that. Um, I'm going to have to be given 
severe notice because I have no dancing skills, so I'm going to have to like really work on that. But I feel like with Stuart, you can get away with being like not the best at probably Bollywood dancing. But Stuart is still lovable in the sense that although he fumbles through things and he's you know a bit of a warrior, he's still the leader in all of this, and he has the support of his sister played by Best that you know he can pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's such a fun character, and it's a, it's quite a difficult like art to write, and I think like act because he, like you said, he's like the leader, and um and but also like so he has to move the plot forward in a lot of ways, like in a story way, but also he that character needs to be fun and funny, and I think in a lot of like great workplace comedies, you have those characters like you know Amy Poehler in Parks and Rec or Michael Scott or Andy Samberg in Brooklyn Nine Nine and. And they sort of are like the center of the show, and there's all these really fun characters around them, but they themselves have been funny, but also move the story forward. And I think the writers just did such an amazing job. I remember reading the audition sites and being like, I think I know how to do this. And then I was like, I don't know if they're going to like it, but I'm going to do my version of it. Um, and I think in some ways I'm playing a version of Paul, because Paul is very silly and fun, but he's also a leader. And he also like has an amazing company, and he does big projects in Hollywood, and you know, when it's time to be serious with executives, he's serious. And when it's time to, like, goof around and make a silly space show, he makes that. So I tried to sort of model it more around him as much as I could. I love it, man. What, what's also great is that you have, um, you know, Connor Leslie's character of Natasha, who's a bit kind of like Shannon Doherty's character from Mallrats, where it's like from scene to scene, she's constantly changing her outfits. And it goes almost unmentioned yeah. every time. Yes, I'm so glad you noticed all that. Um, yeah, and I think, I mean, really props to Connor. Um, I'm sure that you said the show was made five years ago. The technology has improved since we made the show. At the time, I'm sure. At the time, I know for Connor, it was really, really difficult um, because she was in a completely separate room and she never got to see any of us. And um, we were acting live. And because Paul had the very smart idea of wanting her to be able to improvise with us, so basically, um, he didn't have her pre-shoot any of her scenes. So she would be like live fed into every screen on the spaceship set. But while the rest of us were like goofing around, having fun with each other in between takes, she was stuck in a different room with like an assistant <laughs> and had all these crazy lights on her face to make her look like, you know, ethereal. And then had like a, a little like earbud in her ear with like our dialogue coming through and our bits and our things in between takes. Coming through, and then she just had to act with like nothing to look at. <laughs> well, and I, we would just see her during lunch, and we'd be like, "How's your day going?" And she was like, "God, I could just hear you guys having so much fun on the other side of this wall." Um, but I think what she did with that part was amazing, and she, I think I believe it's one of the first comedy things she's ever done. And because she mainly, you know, now she's also a superhero. She's on this DC show, um, Titans, and yeah. basically she's usually in that sort of world of drama and um, I just thought she knocked it out of the park with this yeah. role. It's like one of my favorite parts in the show. Well, everybody's done an amazing job, you know, like uh, Trace was fantastic, Joel was amazing, Neil, Casey, you know, as straight as he oh was God. throughout the whole thing. Yeah, you know, and I'm and I'm going to give one sport. Made everyone laugh the most. Yeah, <laughs> well, I will give one spoiler with uh, with Franco, you know, and his his lines. This is the closest to a to a spoiler, is that his lines is quoting one particular actor from every movie 
possible to make him seem extra cool. I thought that was absolutely brilliant for that episode. It's so funny. I know. It's, like, so clever and so silly, but so funny. Um, he was such a, oh, my God, what a delightful person to work with. I will give him a little credit here. His first day, he shows up at the end of the first episode because the whole gimmick is that he's been, like, below deck while all this crazy stuff has happened um, on the bridge. And so for that episode, like I said, we were working, like, you know, every day, 15 hours, 16 hours, some days. They called him at, like, 6 a.m., and then they moved the orders of the scenes. So all he had to do was have a little scene where he came upstairs to the bridge, and he was like, hey, guys, like, how's it going? And they decided to do that at the end of the day, which happens, you know, a lot in filming is they just, like, move the schedule around. And he um, ended up waiting, I think, 15 hours. Oh, wow. Um, from 6 a.m. to God knows when. And we had, like, 30 minutes left to shoot that scene. We were really behind. And he had been sitting in a little green room for the whole day. And he came in, and he was great. And he delivered. And he was so kind and nice and understanding. And we were all, like, so starstruck by his <laughs> presence that he agreed to do this little show at the time. And so I really loved um, his attitude and working with him. And then, of course, in that whole episode, he gets to be just so funny. Well, Karen, this is my prediction. 2021, we're going to be at Comic-Con getting the announcement for a season two of Other uh, Space. Listen, at this point, I'll take a 2021 Comic-Con because I love, uh, I miss being outside the house and I miss seeing people. <laughs> um, so even if half of your prediction is true, I'll be very happy. So <laughs> I hope all of it is true. And um, yes, and um, we get to do more of the stuff we all love. Fantastic. Before I let you go, two more questions. What will you tell any other immigrant that wants to come to the United States to make their dreams come true as you did? And where can we find you on social media to connect? Oh, wow. That first question is great. Um, I became a citizen, actually, uh, in 2014. And I always repeat the thing that the judge at the uh, citizenship ceremony at in L.A. said, which was that um, anytime you feel like you're an outsider, just know that almost everyone who is American came from somewhere else. Uh, this was, no, A lot of people weren't born on this land. And the reason why you're coming here and why it's so great is because all those people came here and they did something great and worked hard. And so, you know, if anyone's saying that to you, they're projecting their own insecurities and fears and it has nothing to do with you. And I have forgotten your second question. Uh, where can we find you on social media if we want to connect? Yes, um, it's Karen Sony, ITS Karen Sony at Instagram and Twitter. Karen Sony, thank you so much. Premiering on Dust August 1st, a five-year series that's finally getting the attention it deserves. Other Space, please check it out. I'm going to go back and rewatch it because it was just that funny. Oh, my God. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And thank you for your time and hope you're safe and healthy and all that. Absolutely. And hopefully I'll see you in San Diego next year. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> all right. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye.